Today we'll look at how you can use your own developer tools and preferred JavaScript frameworks to deliver new experiences to SharePoint users or enhance existing pages and portals. We'll cover an overview of the SharePoint framework, we'll edit a client-side web part, and use the new SharePoint Workbench to test our work. To start, let me share a few of the principles of the SharePoint framework. We're embracing open source. We will both use open source as well as share our UX code with the community. We want you, the developers, to be able to build apps and web parts in the same way that our developers do here in Redmond. So let's get started. If we look at a team site, I'm sure you would all recognize it. They're incredibly powerful and incredibly flexible, but probably not the easiest or most intuitive thing to use. We've found that many of our customers have found it necessary or desirable to go and customize these team sites. Imagine if I wanted to have an experience like this. This new experience is possible because of the new client-side UX framework that SharePoint's delivering. We're able to make applications that are light and fast, easy to use and intuitive, and we're gonna make them responsive and mobile out of the box by design for you if you follow our guidelines and principles. Similarly, imagine if you're looking at a document library. The document library experience has been enhanced by Microsoft, and I think we've done a great job on the new experience. But imagine if you wanted to do something completely different. You're gonna be able to go in and make an experience that meets your business needs, and again, once you've done it, if you followed the guidelines, you're gonna have a responsive UX in your mobile devices out of the box. We're gonna take care of that for you. Let's talk about the pieces that make up the new SharePoint framework. The first thing that you have to think about is what we call the Chrome. The Chrome is what provides business context. It provides logic that we ship from Microsoft, as well as the ability for you to go and add your own branding and theming and business logic when needed. You're also gonna get from the framework, the data broker, the ability to manage your cache, the authentication, and all the telemetry that you're gonna need when running your app. And then lastly, we have what we call the page body. The page body is where the user is going to interact with the page by adding their own web parts, essentially the place where they're going to do the work using the web parts that you've delivered for them. So when we talk about web parts, there's one more piece. There's a canvas. And the canvas is really like a combination of what we used to have with the old web part zone and the RTE that we had in the old publishing pages. And it's a place where your end users are going to interact with the page. They're going to be able to add web parts to the canvas. They're going to be able to add text to the canvas and build out a rich page on their portals. When you think about web parts, there are several different examples that you might want to consider. You can have a web part that connects to SharePoint and allows you to bring in files, folders, and libraries. You can imagine having a web part that connects to an external system, either a provider hosted app or some line of business application. You can imagine having a web part that is Delve-driven, that allows you to go and fetch data or content that is relevant to you by what your peers are doing on your team site. Or you could simply imagine a web part that is fetching data from the Microsoft Graph and allows you to integrate with the rest of O365. Web parts are the way that you as a developer are going to be able to encapsulate business logic and deliver it to your end users so that they can simply add it to a page on their portal or their team sites. So we've looked at the framework, the page model at a high level, and web parts. Let's take a look at an application that we've built 
on top of this framework, we've built the new SharePoint publishing model using the SharePoint framework. I'm sure you all recognize the old SharePoint publishing. People use it to build portals, team pages, and so on. What we've done now is on top of the same SharePoint infrastructure, rather than having the experience that you're familiar with today, we've given you a new, lightweight, and very simple publishing experience. Some of you may recognize it. The first time that we released an experience like this was the Delve blog UI. It's intended to be lightweight and easy to use. All the experience is directly on the canvas that we mentioned earlier, where the users are going to be able to go grab a web part and add it to the page, author in line, very simple. And again, as I mentioned before, this application will become mobile out of the box for you because our UX framework is responsive by design. So let's take a sneak peek at the new publishing application that will soon be released. As you can see, this is just a team site. And I suspect that most of you could predict what will happen when I go and say new page. What we've done in this case, though, is we've changed the behavior of the add page button so that rather than getting a traditional SharePoint page, you're going to get the new publishing experience. Right away, you get a simple, beautiful inline page. I'm going to be able to go in here, and like I showed you earlier in the slides, we have the toolbox. I can pick a control. This web part allows me to enter some text, so I'm just going to say this is a very cool web part, and of course it is, but even yet cooler would be this new image web part. The image web part is one that I've done just for this presentation, and so when it opens, you'll notice that it already has a preloaded image. Probably not what you want in production, but in this case it's going to be useful. You could imagine that you're going to be able to go and just modify the image by changing the image. What's important though is that this web part allows the end user to go and make some changes. So just like before we had the property panel, the new client-side web parts have a property panel as well. And in this simple web part, we only have three properties. We have the URL, we have a caption text, and we have some sizing. You as a developer are going to be able to go in and add your own properties to the property panel. I have this auto sizing and original sizing, which probably isn't the most intuitive thing for an end user. I wish that the user would have the ability to go right onto the image and resize it. And we're going to do that in just a little bit. But for now, let us just publish this page. And once that page gets published, you'll see that the user was able to create a very simple but easy and effective page without having to go through all the traditional SharePoint workflow and UI that we've had in the past on a publishing site. This is the new experience on the new SharePoint publishing sites, Pages for Team Sites. Now that you've seen the new publishing app, let's take a look at the tools and technology that we use to build the publishing app that we've just finished playing with. So the first thing that you need to keep in mind is, of course, you're going to need SharePoint at some point. So we have SharePoint installed. In this case, it's obviously 0365, SharePoint Online. We've then locally, on my dev machine, installed Yeoman. And Yeoman has some SharePoint templates that we've created that we will ship, and we'll use those. We then used either Visual Studio, which we will be supporting soon. In my demo, I'll be using Visual Studio Code, and Gulp to actually help us do all our packaging. Once we build the web part or web app, depending on what we would be doing, we will actually go and test it. And I mentioned earlier that we have a new thing called the SharePoint Workbench. The SharePoint Workbench is what allows us to go and test our web parts without ever having to have a connection to the SharePoint server. So I'll be able to test my web parts locally, which is really cool, and we're going to get to see that in a little bit. 
Once I'm done actually doing all my code work, we're going to use Gulp to take the web part, package it up, and deploy it to the CDN so that we can then say it's ready to go. Once the code is on the CDN, our SharePoint installation will be able to simply pick up that code and deliver the web part to the user on the page in much the same way that we did when we were playing in the publishing app. And this is all done using TypeScript and Node.js. Now that you've seen all the tools and technology involved in building a new SharePoint application or client-side web part, let's open the tools up and do this for real. The first thing that I need to do is I will open up a new command window and find the directory where I have my web part code. And then I'm just gonna launch Visual Studio Code. When it opens up, you'll notice a few things. I have the whole folder structure that was generated by my Yeoman template, and I have a few other things. If you recall, when we were playing with the web part in the publishing application, I mentioned that there was an ability for a developer to go and add properties to the property panel. Well, here's a file where you would go and modify the property panel. We saw in the property pane that there was the image source property, there was a caption property, and so the developer has a very simple task to go in here and add the business logic or the controls that they want their user to interact with. But what we're gonna do is something a little bit different. Let me go and open up the image web part. The image web part is a web part that we added to our page and saw the picture of Mount Rainier. If you recall, I made a comment that I wish it'd be possible for the end user to go and add the ability to expand or collapse the size of the image. Well, I've already done a little bit of homework and I have the code that adds some buttons to my control right here. But before we do that, let me do something to show you what the web part looks like right now in its current state. So I'm gonna go back here and I'm gonna run gulp serve in my local directory. And what that will do is once it launches, it will open up the workbench. I mentioned the workbench earlier. It's a very cool tool that allows me to actually test drive my web parts without having a connection to the server. So in this case, once Gulp loads up, it will instantly load the web part in a browser. And there it is. And what's really cool about this is not only do I get to see the web part and I can interact with the web part, but I'm not connected to SharePoint. It looks and feels like SharePoint, but it's just sitting locally. So I'm going to be able to do, you know, remote development. Uh, I had someone tell me the other day that they were developing web parts on a plane. You can do it with this. So we've seen the web part. We've seen it work. Let's go back to Visual Studio Code and very simply re-include the code that will allow us to resize the image. I'm going to set up the screens here so that you can see what's going on. And what you're going to notice when you look at the screen is that Gulp Serve is listening in the background and it's going to capture the changes to my document, but not only is it going to notice that, it will instantly update in real time the workbench so that we reflect the changes that I've made. So let's go ahead and do that. So there you go, you saw Gulp Serve working in the background, and now this refreshed, and you'll see that when I hover over, I've now got this functionality included that allows me to expand and collapse. So this is great. This is still all offline, sitting on my box. I haven't connected to SharePoint yet. So the next step is going to be to get my code off of this box onto your CDN, where you're gonna have your SharePoint application picking up its JavaScript code from. We're gonna just go here and stop, and we'll say gulp upload CDN. 
And this would be your CDN that you've pre-configured. This is where you run your JavaScript from. And once that's done, this web part will be updated and live on the publishing site. So let's go take a look at that. And what you're going to see here is this is a page that we were on earlier. This time when I switch to edit mode, you'll notice that when I hover over the image, we see the two buttons. And this is just because our publishing application is always picking up the latest and greatest JavaScript from the CDN where we have our business logic. So here I can go and make my changes and all done. So this is great, very simple and easy to be able to get updates to your SharePoint infrastructure even when it's SharePoint Online. But not only does this work on the new client side pages, we're going to be able to use this on existing SharePoint pages and team sites today. So let me show you that. So here we are looking at a SharePoint page that I'm sure you are all very familiar with. I'm going to hit edit and I'm going to choose to add a web part and I'm going to insert web part and these new modern client side web parts will all be under custom for now and I'm going to just pick the image web part that we were playing with and when I add it you're going to see that not only it renders I also have the same functionality that I had before and when I choose to edit my web part you're going to see the panel that you normally see, plus we've added the ability to get to the new client side web part property panel by simply editing here. And so if you recall, when we were looking at Visual Studio Code earlier, I showed you where you could add new properties to this panel. Had we done that, they would be reflected here. Now let's go back and take a look at the tool chain again, and we'll revisit some of the things that we use that made this new developer experience possible. If you recall, we used a Yeoman generator to create the template that allowed me to have the folder and project structure. I use Visual Studio, in my case, I use Visual Studio Code and Gulp Serve to actually get everything built. We used a workbench to test remotely where I didn't have to have a connection to my SharePoint environment. I just did everything locally. Then we relied on Gulp again to create the package or deploy my JavaScript to the CDN. And once that was done, it was effectively shipped to SharePoint live. So very quickly and easily, I was able to make a change to my web part and have it reflected in my end user sites in just a few minutes. A few things to remember about the framework. We're embracing open source. We'll be sharing a lot of our user experience code with the community on GitHub, and we'll be shipping the framework to SharePoint server on-premises. The best way to stay up to date with what we're doing will be by visiting our Patterns and Practices website. Thanks for watching.